Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hello! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and finally, whether it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about The Mule, the new film directed by and starring Clint Eastwood. The plot summary reads, A 90-year-old horticulturist and Korean War veteran is caught transporting $3 million worth of cocaine through Michigan for a Mexican drug cartel. The movie also stars Bradley Cooper, Michael Pena, and Andy Garcia. Uh, this movie's Rotten Tomatoes score is 62%, which is, I guess, barely fresh. Uh, so critics are kind of lukewarm on it. Audiences seem to like it a little more. It opened this weekend to about 17 million. It got an A minus cinema score. So that's uh, th- that's good for the movie. But before we talk about The Mule, let's just talk about Clint Eastwood in general, some of his films, and just his career overall as actor and director. How do we feel about Clint Eastwood? I like Clint Eastwood as a director. I don't necessarily like him acting and directing in the same movie. I mean, I just, I have that, I guess, about every actor that tries to direct their own movie and try to direct themselves. Like, it's just weird for me. You don't think actors should direct themselves? Uh Uh-uh. No. Not at all. Clint Eastwood is, I'm going to be honest with you, like, he should have retired 20 years ago. He is 88. You know, 68 is a good (laughs) retirement age. Te- like breaking records, only, though, as for a man his age. He's breaking records in terms of box office. The only movie that I like is Gran Torino. You liked American Sniper. I liked American Sniper because he wasn't in it. He just directed it. What are some of your favorite Clint Eastwood movies? Gran Torino. <laughs> uh, like Clint Eastwood directed movies. You like Mystic River? Mystic River was good. I liked Mystic River. I, I didn't know that he directed that one. Really? I didn't. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's probably his best film. That and Unforgiven. Have you seen Unforgiven? I have not seen Unforgiven. Okay. But Mystic River, I love that film, but that was done 30 years ago. 15. I mean, come on. <laughs> so you say you like the films he's directed, although you don't know what he's directed. <laughs> um, you've seen Sully. That was his airplane movie with yeah. Tom Hanks. You know, eh. that, that one's okay. Eh. You're not a huge fan of the man. We saw Jay Edgar. That was directed by Clint Eastwood. That was one of his worst. Eh. I didn't <laughs> see it, but wasn't there one that he did with Matt Damon or something? Here that... af- hereafter. Okay, he's, that, that he, was really bad. He directed Jersey Boys. His, the last 10 years of his... Jersey Boys is awful. No argument here. His last 10 years have been really hit or miss you know that's why i say retire with the emphasis on miss but again every now and then he'll knock out a gran torino or an american sniper so i mean and the man is still you got to give him credit 88 years old he's still getting up and shooting films and he showed his age in this movie in the mule it was bad he he's looking yeah he's looking old (laughs) And no, I give him props for, you know, making a movie is very strenuous. It's very... Don't hate on a man because he's up in age. It's like 20 hours a day for three months. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And more power to him. I know my grandparents couldn't have done that. No. I mean, most 70-year-olds can barely even get up the stairs. 
This man is pushing 90 and he's making war films and, you know, he's starring as like a drug runner. And he's not like lightening up either. Like he's like he movie, two films. movie, movie, movie yeah, after another. He made two movies this year. His whole family's in the movie business. That Let's talk about The Mule, which is his new movie. He, he plays a drug runner. He's a, he's a horticulturist who is hard up on cash. He doesn't really have much family. The movie's written by the same guy who wrote Gran Torino. Yeah. And there was some surface... And I thought it was going to be good. And I was like, I was kind of looking forward to going to see this movie. You were I looking mean, forward to it? I was. Okay. And what did you think? I mean, I was so bored. There was just no, like, action. I I mean, I, I think you're going to love this movie more than me. Um, I, I, and I think men are going to like this movie a lot more than women are. I'll give you a spoiler. Because he's a I bad didn't... father. He doesn't show up to his daughter's wedding. He's there for his granddaughter, but not his, not his daughter ever. Because he's too busy planting flowers and going to the bar with his horticulturalist people. He's, he's like, come up. on. He's a screw up. Yeah. To put it lightly, he's he's a he's a bad doc, he's a bad guy. He's he's screwed his whole life up. And and I mean, who? That's good. That's good ground for compelling drama, compelling character drama, right? But it, it's a botanist <laughs> getting drunk at the bar and going on these conferences so he can get <laughs> awards for best orchid or whatever. Right. So you're saying you, you didn't really believe his career path. No! But and to go from that to being a drug mule? Are you kidding me? Do you know that it's based on a true story? Then that person has <laughs> got a bad life. Sad life. <laughs> I mean, no judgment here, right? I mean, people are people. They make their choices. Some people love flowers. Some people love cocaine. Some people love You can love, love candy. flowers all day long, but to miss your daughter's wedding to be at a conference for right. flower making or for like best flower award? Like come on. That just doesn't make sense to me. So you thought this movie was boring. What do you expect from Clint Eastwood? Have you ever seen a fast-paced Clint Eastwood thriller? I mean, maybe that's because he can't handle a fast-paced movie because he's so old. And he's trying to direct himself. <clears throat> the movie is not incompetent. You make it sound like the movie is incompetent. It's not. It's just, it's it's more of a character study. All that it is is him driving on the road. And he's like the kooky old man <laughs> who says stuff that he's not allowed to say to people, even though he means well. Do you Do you find Clint Eastwood compelling to watch as an actor? Not anymore. Do you? Well, there's a scene where he's in this film where he's just driving around with an ice cream sandwich in his mouth, just sitting along, yeah. like bebopping. I go watch with like three million dollars worth of coke <laughs> in the back of his truck, and he's just eating this, you know, ice cream sandwich. I could watch ninety minutes of him just singing and singing to himself, like stuffing ice cream into his mouth. I I think he's a fun guy to watch, and I. When I rewatched Gran Torino, he still he still has movie star charisma for sure. You know, it's it, it's faded a little bit. Rewatching Gran Torino, he's the best thing about that. He, he has movie star charisma even in his older years, and he can still you know as we're seeing now over this weekend, he can still pack people in at eighty eight years old. You know, he's he's roughly the age of my grandfather, and 
He's doing some amazing things. Well, he he is bringing in more people than, you know, let's say Mortal Engines. Yeah, I I think he does. He has movie star charisma uh, still to a a certain degree, a lesser degree, I guess. But he's he's a savvy filmmaker and he knows like what material suits him as an actor and he can still get up in the morning. Yeah, there you go. Do what needs to be done. (laughs) What did you think? I mean, what did what was your thoughts on the movie? I my, my main issue with it, and it seems to be your issue, is that there's a, a real lack of suspense, yeah, and tension all throughout the movie, yeah. Like there's not really any real su- like suspense at all until maybe like forty minutes in when he gets like pulled over or not like, when the cop shows up, yeah. Like like that's the only time like there's a little bit of tension in the film or the first time rather, and it takes a while to get to there. To get there, yeah. And for a movie. Like this about a ninety-year-old drug runner, there should be tension throughout. <laughs> like you know, there should be more suspense and tension. I would definitely argue, but that's not really Clint Eastwood's bag. He goes more for the introspective, slow-paced character study. That that's always been his bag. Did you think the naked woman was a little gratuitous? Yeah. Okay. Here's a spoiler. Clint Eastwood has a three threesome in this movie. Yes, he does. You're, you're like yes, you, he does. If you see. If you, you see a lot of titties. If you buy a ticket to the Mule, you're gonna watch Clint Eastwood have a three-way. Uh, was he in Mexico? He's in Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. Okay. At so his drug lord's house. He's at yeah. He's at a drug a drug kingpin's mansion, and I mean, there's a whole montage of him just getting swervy, and the camera's kind of like up on some some ladies' asses a little bit. And you know, like some slow motion, like music video shit going on, and he ends up uh, having a three-way. It kind of comes out of left field. It does come out of left field. (laughs) It's a little out of left field. But it's one of those things where you kind of have to see it to believe it. Like, I I would never in a million years think I would ever see anything like that. Clint will getting down like that. Yeah. 88 years old with, like, banging beautiful women. (laughs) He's having a good time. Is Is he married in real life? I think he's divorced. Okay. But he's got a whole bunch of kids. Right. But his well, daughter was in the movie. His daughter's in it. Uh, his... his daughter played his daughter. Yeah. The movie has a pretty decent supporting cast. It's got Bradley Cooper, Michael Pena, uh, Andy Garcia. I think most of the supporting cast is kind of underused, would you say? I do. Yeah, I definitely think that. Yeah. You know, Bradley Cooper, and, and there, he plays the cops or the FBI or whatnot. He's the FBI tracking agent. down. Hot on his trail, yeah. Um, this drug mule. Yeah. Um, because he's the only one that's apparently like that's been successful moving the, the drugs around. So Because he has a clean driving record. Clean driving record and he's an old white dude. Yeah. He's unsuspecting, of yeah. course. They, I guess their big scene is in a waffle house. Yes. That's their big like like heat dramatic <laughs> showdown. Uh, and that's it's underwhelming, uh, I would say. <laughs> like as far as like the big dramatic Cent- like set piece of the movie it's underwhelming to a degree yeah uh the movie as a whole is is kind of uh, underwhelming uh you, you could certainly argue because it tries to go more for character drama rather than like pulse tightening thriller <laughs> yeah it tries to add some emotional weight at, towards the end with his ex-wife yeah his ex-wife did you were you feeling any of that i didn't think they had much ke- uh, chemistry 
No, it felt kind of like tacked on, like a unnecessary, bit, a, a maybe. Bit unnecessary, yeah. Um, you know, her character didn't necessarily need to be there. Um, yeah, that it's meant to add some emotional weight. I don't think it really achieved that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this movie really should have been shorter, tighter, yeah. more exciting. Yeah, that would have been the ideal form. But Clint Eastwood, he can make, he got, can make a movie however I mean, he wants. It got exciting, I think, at the end when the kingpin gets murdered by his own person. Like, I had a problem with that whole thing and the new person stepping up. Trying to change what this what Clint Eastwood's been doing when what Clint Eastwood's been doing has been working, and I don't understand why he wants to change it up. Different, I mean, different styles. I mean, I get it, but as soon as they change it up, he gets caught. So, like, and he disappears because his wife dies. I feel like that's Her some, ex-wife dies. That's some sort of commentary about the ineptness of the younger generation. I mean, I guess so. I mean... I guess, yeah. It, it doesn't make any logical sense, but I guess that's something you could draw from it. It, it, it might be a stretch. I, I don't know. It's it, There's some weak screenwriting going on. Yeah. Some weak screenwriting. I, I definitely picked up on that. I mean, some of the lines... I mean, you know, the funniest ones are probably the ones that Clint Eastwood just kind of ad-libbed in there. That's, and... what, that's what I'm saying. He, he's a, just a compelling guy to watch, just in, in and of himself. He's, yeah. He's a compelling enough... To hold the screen. And that's why, like, just that little scene of him just singing along to the radio, like, cramming ice cream into his mouth. That's what, like, it was just very, it was very entertaining. That, that, that small little that simplistic, simplicity. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, that was, I definitely remember that, that scene. Yeah, and, just you know, small little character moment. Very silly. But it, it's sad that that's, like, one of the most memorable mm-hmm. scenes. Is that yeah. small ca- when when this movie's supposed to be so much more than that? It, it could have been, yeah. I, I think it, with a different filmmaker, it would have been a lot tighter and more exciting, and that's what was missing. Yeah, I mean a little action. <laughs> I mean, I guess when he is, gets that, caught, is that what you were hoping to see some action? Just a little. Clint Eastwood doesn't direct action. He, like he he doesn't do it. I mean, I guess he has, but ge- like generally speaking, that is not his bag. His bag is like. Slow moving, not in any hurry. Character meditations on violence and the nature of violence. I agree with that. That's like that's his bag. That's what he does. That's and Mystic River. Mystic River is yeah. not a fast-paced thriller. No, it, it's, it's very meditative. But it was a mystery. It was a whodunit. But no, I definitely feel like the contemplation of violence. Yeah. And, and people. I mean... That's a theme in all of his movies. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the character really contemplating them on if they're good or bad or, like... For sure. Or, like, a, a definite good versus evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In his movies. There's no, like... I think Mystic River is probably one of the ones that it blurred those lines because you didn't know. For sure. For sure. Unforgiven is another that, that treads that line. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. But his recent movies have been all about good versus evil and that clear distinction who's good and who's bad. For sure with American Sniper. I mean, you can't really make that argument with Jersey Boys. Gran Torino, you can make that argument. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Don't even get me started on Jersey Boys. <laughs> and you love your musicals. I do. You say that so angrily. I am a big fan of musicals. So, here, here's the question. Would you recommend this as a date night movie? I wouldn't. The father was a jackass. The movie was slow. It was boring. 
I mean, it may appeal to more men than it will females. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's not a great date night movie. Like I've been saying, what would have made it a good date night movie is some suspense and some tension. And chemistry. Chemistry with who? It's mostly Clint Eastwood driving around and just bebopping by himself. Well, chemistry with, a, like, I didn't really get the chemistry between any of the actors. I mean, the granddaughter, she's a, she, she's on, um... T- Tessa Formiga. Yeah, she's on my, one of my favorite shows, American Horror Story. She's in The Nun, one of your and favorite horror movies. I know, but this movie I did not like her in. Her character just wasn't there for me. Like we've said, the the supporting cast, it has a solid supporting cast, but they're mostly wasted. Yeah. They're mostly wasted. 100%. It's Clint's show. Yeah. Uh, so you wouldn't recommend it as a date night movie? I wouldn't either. What would your letter grade be? My letter grade would be a D. <laughs> so you, th- you, think the, you think the old man just wiped out? Yeah. This is just a wipe out for Clint. Yeah. What would you have given Gran Torino? Oh, an A. Gran Torino's an A. This is a D. Yes. Holy shit. So I know. This is, so this is just, yeah, okay, just drop the ball completely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> um, well, as someone who recently watched, rewatched Gran Torino, and then right before watching this, I, I would give this a, like a B minus. I think if you enjoy watching Clint on screen, you're going to see him have some three ways, eat some ice cream, sing along to the radio. There's going to be some, smuggle some drugs and smuggle some uh, smuggle a whole lot of cocaine. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, uh, I'll just say in comparing it to Gran Torino, it's it's not nearly as good as Gran Torino, but this does have a better supporting cast. Like Clint is backed by a better group of actors than he was in Gran Torino. Gran Torino, he's surrounded by amateurs. The kid, the monk kid who he helped during that film, not a great actor, very amateur actor. The priest who's consulting him. Very bad actor. All amateurs. So this movie at least boasts Bradley Cooper. It boasts a little bit more star power, kind of backing him up. So I'll give it, you know, I'll give it that in comparison. But yeah, it's not as good as Gran Torino, unfortunately. There you have it. And that's The Mule, directed by Clint Eastwood. You can find more episodes on birdseyefilm.com, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter, at DNMoviePodcast. You can also email us at DateNightMoviePodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye.